home community and his country as well. He has the qualities I believe are perfect for your next Sheridan County Sheriff. Brandon is an experienced law enforcement officer and uses a common sense approach to problem solving. I hope you'll join me on August 16th and vote for Brandon Masters for Sheriff of Sheridan County. Paid for by Brandon Masters for Sheriff. The office supply department continues to expand at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. Need office supplies? We're here to help. We're adding more in-stock items all the time. You can also go online to SheridanCommercial.com and view over 42,000 office supply items that you can have delivered to your office or to our store. We'll even deliver them. SheridanCommercial.com is an office supply mega website. The Sheridan Commercial Company Office Supply Department inside at 303 Broadway or online at SheridanCommercial.com. The office supply department continues to expand at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. Need office supplies? We're here to help. We're adding more in-stock items all the time. You can also go online to SheridanCommercial.com and view over 42,000 office supply items that you can have delivered to your office or to our store. We'll even deliver them. SheridanCommercial.com is an office supply mega website. The Sheridan Commercial Company office supply department inside at 303 Broadway or online at SheridanCommercial.com. Bookkeeping. Let's face it, it's not one of your favorite things to do. In fact, it's not most people's favorite thing. There you sit, looking at all that paper, taxes, bills, budget. And if you own your own business, you could feel like you're drowning in paperwork. Don't be frustrated. Contact Cloud Peak Accounting. After all, they're the people that actually enjoy that kind of thing. With their easy-to-use website, you can do business with them from the comfort of your own home. Visit cloudpeakcpa.com. Nashville Icons coming to Bighorn Mountain Country. It's the 2021 Forever West Songwriter Festival, August 18th through the 20th. Sparrow Wigwam, Wild Theater, and Sod Farm Festival events will host several legendary songwriters who've written hits for the likes of Brad Paisley, George Strait, Garth Brooks, Chris Young, Hank Williams Jr., Reba McIntyre, and Chris Stapleton. The Forever West Songwriter Festival. Find schedule and ticket information at foreverwestfestival.com. Sheridan County Fair, one of the many highlights of summer events in Sheridan. Fair and livestock exhibitions are the foundation for ag promotion and a time to remind everyone of the key role that agriculture plays in our local economy and daily lives. It provides opportunities for youth and adult education. The First Federal Bank and Trust family would like to extend congratulations to all the youth that participate each year. Community is the heart of First Federal. First Federal Bank and Trust, a true community bank, investing and giving back to our community for over 85 years. Member FDIC. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your hosts on the Jackson Electric Open Lines, Steve Sisson and Floyd Whiting. the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting, and I'm here with my friends Aaron Palmer, filling in for Mr. Sisson, who is playing some music at Sturgis. He's playing. He's playing. And Mr. Trevor Jackson. We're your open line guys. Give us a ring, 674-4443 or 672-5763. Now, if you can't find us on Facebook right now, that's okay. We can't stream two live things at once over the website. So what we're doing... We're recording this, and we're going to put this up on uh, the website afterwards. 
And the reason being is because, uh, you know, we feel that the fair needs the live stream. And uh, I'm very happy to uh, move over for a little bit and let those kids get their exposure that they deserve. So we're going to head right over to the poll question. And, folks, I want you to know I was thinking about uh, changing this mid-race. But uh, I I chose not to do that. Um, the the question needs to be addressed. Uh, now, the, the question was, do you agree with the 25 Republican senators who blocked the PACT Act on Wednesday, even though they had voted in favor of it just one month earlier? Now, those votes, of course, uh, as they came out as I expected, no's won the day with 145 votes, yeses at 73, and undecided at 20 votes. So... What is the PACT Act? What, what, is, what does this thing do? What did those Republicans have issue with? And why did they choose to stop it? The promise to address Comprehensive Toxics Act, better known as the PACT Act. It is now a brand new law. <clears throat> and that expands VA health care and benefits for veterans exposed to burn pits and other toxic substances. This law will help the VA provide generations of veterans and their survivors with the care and the benefits that they have earned and deserved. The PACT Act, according to the VA, will bring about the changes by expanding and extending eligibility for VA health care for veterans with toxic exposures and veterans of Vietnam, Gulf War, and the post-9-11 eras. It adds more than 20 new presumptive conditions for burn pits and other toxic exposures. It adds more exposure locations for Agent Orange and radiation. It reduces VA to provide, or excuse me, requires the VA to provide a toxic exposure screening to every veteran enrolled in VA healthcare. We're all going to get that. It helps the VA improve research, staff education, and treatment to those veterans who've had toxic exposures. Now, this measure passed 86 to 11 after it failed to pass, and there was some severe public outrage. Uh, Aaron, I don't know if you've seen this, buddy, but uh, Jon Stewart is uh, a Mm -hmm. new hero Mm -hmm. to, to veterans everywhere. And there are other activists as well, folks, that, who, who helped to get this push forward. But Stewart uh, helped bring it about uh, a, a big national attention when, when this is something that could have been swept under the rug. So uh, thank you, Mr. Stewart. The VA has already set up a website explaining this law and who may be eligible for it. So if you were ever exposed... As a veteran or as a soldier, an airman, seaman, any of you, if you were exposed to any kind of toxic substance, get on that website. If you feel that that exposure has caused you health problems later on in life, and I know there's a lot of you out there, jump on there. See if you're eligible for this because I'm betting that you are. And the PACT Act is set to be signed into law by President Joe Biden on August 8th, and today's the 5th, so we're looking at probably, what, is that Monday? Monday. Monday. He'll get that on his uh, desk, he'll get that signed over, and we can get veterans the care that they need. 
It has taken months of bipartisan negotiation, and it had already passed the Senate in June with strong Republican support. It went to the House. The House made some changes, and it came back. Now, if the House makes changes, the Senate's got to vote on it again. That's where the pushback came. 41 Republicans blocked the final passage of the legislation, arguing how the act would be financed. The block caused backlash from the veterans group, lawmakers, and, uh, of course, uh, veterans. There is a list of the 11 senators who really kind of headed up the pushback on this. And uh, I'll let you find those. But uh, our our own uh, Senator Cynthia Lummis was one of those individuals. But Cynthia Lummis, uh, her spokesperson, Abigail Cave, said, While Senator Lummis believes it is critical that we care for veterans who were exposed to toxic burn pits during their service, she could not support the bill because of the price tag and the illnesses included. And that was uh, a statement by Abigail Cave to Cowboy State Daily. In a statement on his website, the uh, Republican senator from Pennsylvania, Pat Tommy, I believe Toomey, I think it's Toomey, Pat Toomey uh, said on the Senate floor advocating for his amendment to fix a, what he called a budget gimmick in that act, which would enable $400 billion in spending that he feels was completely unrelated to veterans' care. And the big issue here, folks, is, is what pot of money and what can we do it with? That's what we're really looking at. Toomey's issue hinged on the bill's provision to convert some discretionary veteran spending, which much be, must be approved every year by lawmakers, to be moved over to mandatory spending, which is automatic. It doesn't have to be approved. The change in wording to the spending is intended to ensure that the veterans' care covered by this bill is not hung up by annual budget fights by these lawmakers. Now, look, some of these guys have been waiting to be recognized since Vietnam. In my opinion, do they need to wait more? Do they need to wait for more time there? I don't think so. Uh, Republicans say making uh, some Republicans say making some existing spending mandatory would leave behind a chunk of spending authority that could then be freed up for other causes. Uh, now this this is a tactic. This is something that the government's always kind of done to us. They they approach you and they say, hey, you know, uh, for example, let's uh, uh, let's make uh, lawmakers have to wear bulletproof vests. So let's get a bunch of money for bulletproof vests. But let's just slide this uh, wording so that all the spending doesn't have to be on bulletproof vests. We can go and do other things with it. Sometimes in history, those other things had nothing to do with law enforcement in the first place. So now now let's not get sidetracked. All of that was just an example of how they do it. Uh, Some people call it. Uh, another tactic is pork. You, you tag on a bunch of spending that you want to get done to an important issue that you know can make it through both the House and, and, and the Senate. 
And when somebody says, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. All this spending's going where? They say, oh, you didn't want to do it. You didn't want to support these people. I can't believe you. You're a monster. And so that's how they try to pressure people into doing this. So I do feel, though, where these Republicans were coming from. Let's look at this issue, you know. But for me, I think that in this instance, and I haven't read the bill. I have not seen this bill. In this instance, it may have been a little extreme. We just need to get these veterans taken care of. Now, this exposure, you know, like I said, reaching all the way back to Agent Orange. Horrible stuff. Uh, Agent Orange exposure has led to long-term health effects in many Vietnam-era veterans, including multiple, uh, I think that's melanoma, Mm -hmm. Parkinson's, myeloma, Parkinson's disease, and other various types of cancers. <clears throat> you know, there's been veterans dying for 50 years. 50 years, man. Waiting on the VA to look at them and say, oh, yeah, this is, maybe I should cover this, this yeah, health. This bill. is a legitimate concern. Maybe we should look into this. Right. Yeah. So this is a big relief to not just a lot of veterans, but to a lot of veterans' families because the bills to take care of a loved one when they've been, you know, afflicted with cancer are expensive. And they they can take a lifetime, if not two or three, to, to pay off. And so what I'm hoping is that this bill also helps those families who've had to deal with this. You know, their vet may be gone. The bill is still in the mail. It's still coming every month. And they're still having to pay on it. So... Hopefully, this is fixed. Um, it's not a, it's not a, 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 you know, very happy topic to talk about because these things did happen. Uh, every veteran out there who's been deployed knows that there's a pit somewhere on the base where everything goes, and that pit is burned. Uh, and and I don't know uh, if if. The individuals who were burning it at this point, when I was over there, were contractors. We had contractors everywhere when I went to war. I mean, everywhere. They were the ones that installed even secret stuff into your Humvee, secret computers and stuff like that. They were contractors, not military. I, I, there were contract truck drivers. There were contractors who sat in offices and told my convoy when to leave and when to come back and which trucks we were taking. It was all civilian. It was it was a different world, man. It was a different war over there this last time. But I can tell you that every time we stepped out onto that deck, we could smell the burn pit. You knew when that was getting burnt on base. And I was on a pretty good-sized base. Cobb Spiker is not small. But every time they burned that pit, everybody on that base knew it. Because it was, you know, virtually everything. Just throw it in there. Just burn it. Get rid of it. So let's hope those veterans can get their help that they need. I'm going to take a quick commercial break. This is the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Share it.
Jackson Electric and feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation, wiring at home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing service. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Get your tickets now for the 110th Wyoming State Fair and Rodeo. The Ford Grandstand Arena hosts a variety of exciting events, including the State PRCA Rodeo and Steer Roping August 17th and 18th. Morgan Evans on the 19th. Stroll the Midway Entertainment and cap the week with the Demolition Derby August 20th. Recognize the hard work of Wyoming's youth and the finest show animals in the state. See the full event lineup and get your tickets today at wystatefair.com. Hello, this is Nick Siddle. I have been proud and privileged to serve the past four years as county commissioner while continuing my other community service activities. My initial pledge was to use common sense and good judgment in helping guide Sheridan County, and I have kept that promise. We have worked hard to maintain a balanced county budget while continuing to provide the resources necessary to serve the customers both at the courthouse and in our rural areas and communities. It would be my honor to serve as your commissioner for four more years. I would appreciate your vote on August 16th. Paid for by Nick Siddle. Our summer paint sale is continuing at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. Let's get those summer brushes rolling with True Value Paint. Interior or exterior, we're here to help. How's your deck or fence looking? Time to stain or repaint? Our True Value Paint Shop is full of quality True Value paints and stains. So take advantage of our summer paint sale and thank you for your business. Great paint, great store. The Sheridan Commercial Company opens seven days a week at 303 Broadway since 1892. <laughs> Stop! Step away from that grizzly bear and leave the bison calf alone. If you're looking for the perfect memento of your trip to Wyoming, Legacy Diamond and Gems offers safe and beautiful alternatives, including Wyoming Bucking Horse and their exclusive Bighorn Mountain Jewelry. They're crafted in gold or silver and are available with any gemstone of your choice. Hurry down and see Legacy Diamond and Gems, 11 North Main Street or online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Now's the time to start those projects you've been dreaming about. Excavation, landscaping, or home improvement. Wagner Ranch Services has the materials. Wagner Ranch Services carries many types of gravel, scoria, topsoil, and landscaping products. Check out Wagner's landscaping display where you can view a variety of landscaping materials that can be picked up from the yard or delivered. Wagner Ranch Services, 13 Industrial Lane, 307-752-2787. Open Monday through Friday from 7 to 5. Good morning and welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning I am joined by my friends Trevor Jackson and Aaron Palmer. We're your open line guys. Give us a ring, 674-4443 or 672-5763. Now, uh, we were discussing the PACT Act and how important that is uh, and the blowback uh, on uh, some of the senators who decided to go ahead and not... Uh, pass that in there again uh, but there's there's reasons behind a lot of stuff Aaron you and I were talking about this offline they're not going to go in there and just not support veterans okay there's there's usually good reasons behind all of this and I'm not saying that this reason was good enough that's not for me to determine but I will say 
if you are going to not vote in a veteran spending bill, do not get caught high-fiving each other in the hallway after you get it stopped. Uh, inappropriate. Looks bad. Looks pretty bad. Uh, but uh, moving on from that, let's talk about the fair, my friend. How How's it going over there in Johnson County? Um, as far as I know, this week has gone fine. I, you know, I've got some results and whatnot. Seems like there's a bunch of kidlets running around and having having a great time. Blue huh? ribbons and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I didn't go out because I was having to work, but my wife went out to the sheep lead. Have yeah. You, have you, you've, I've you've seen, seen that, that many times. That is one of the cutest events yep. that somebody could attend. And Absolutely. I, think, I don't think they have it in Sheridan County, but they have it in Johnson County because it's a, you know, sheep country. Community, yeah. Sheep country. So if you, if if people in Sheridan haven't seen it, it's it's kind of a neat thing. The 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 kids will actually make outfits for themselves and their lamb or their sheep or whatever it is that they're leading, and then they actually do a little parade out there, you know, with, with their outfits and their and their animal. And it's kind of a cute thing. They get little guys from like two years old on. Oh, it's teenagers. adorable. <laughs> anyway, she went out and 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 saw that the other night and had a great time. And you know, I was thinking about going to that. Uh, I something came up. I can't remember what the heck it was, but uh, I think it may have had something to do with uh, my wife's car was having issues, and, mm-hmm. and you know, so we had to get that solved. But man, uh, I I admire those kids so much. First off, just because of all the work that they've really put into not just their animals, but you've got kids who put a lot of work into you know quilts and and all kinds of other awesome little crafty stuff that they've got up there uh and and correct me if i'm wrong but wasn't it uh some shelter cats that ended up winning some blue ribbons up there this year i had heard that that there were a couple of girls that had adopted a couple of shelter cats and then took them to the cat show and yeah one blue ribbon. <laughs> how adorable so, yeah. is that that's amazing all right i got a caller go ahead caller you're on the jackson electric open line yes good morning gentlemen um, I would. I want to say I do appreciate the remark uh, Mr. Whiting had made about essentially war as a business, talking about all the private sector contractors and how certainly after uh, Vietnam and probably partially there, uh, it became a business. But I wanted to make a remark this morning, and I've done this before, but I want to tie it in, if I'll be allowed to, to a local phenomena we have here. Um, I had mentioned, oh, I don't know when, about Administrative Procedures Act of 1947, and this was when, at the end of World War II, FDR was president, and individual states also adopted the Administrative Procedures Act. We did in 19, Wyoming did in 1966, and what I have in hand here real briefly is from Fordham Environmental Law Review. 2015, a legislative history of the Administrative Procedure Act. And what I wanted to read is this. The emergence of the administrative state during the 20th century has been one of the most controversial aspects of American history. The controversy has circled principally around two competing contentions, whether the delegation of government power, especially regulatory power, to unelected officials impairs individual freedom and threatens the efficiency of a free market, or whether the complexities of modern society and economic life 
can only be effectively managed by experts who reside in government agencies, who are insulated from the dynamics of politics, and who have extensive discretion to make policy <clears throat> rules and to resolve disputes. So there, there is it in a nutshell, uh, really hones it down to the two points of view on administrative procedure. But I'd like to move forward. I said I'd bring it kind of hometown a little bit here. Uh, we have a city administrator, Mr. Stuart McRae. He is an administrator. He's not elected, as a mayor might be. But if you were to go on either Apple or Spotify, in September of 2021, Mr. McRae was in about an hour-long podcast. It was sponsored by, and this is an interesting title, the Strategic Government Resources Group. They sponsored this podcast that Mr. McRae gave. It, he was the, in, the whole podcast. It is entitled, if you go to Spotify or Apple, it's called Leadership from the Arena. It's very interesting to watch, particularly when you realize he's your city administrator. Mr. McRae was the garrison commander at Fort Rucker in Texas, a former helicopter pilot. And I would urge people, if they have the time, it's going to take about an hour, go look at this Spotify podcast from September of 2021. See what you think. Look, what kind of impression does Mr. McRae make on you as far as promotional to administrative government? It's a whole field of endeavor. You can get degrees in administrative government. Um, it's a, a, a dynamic and radical change. And some people might say, well, good Lord, you can't go back 70 years. Well, you can. You can to a certain extent. We have got to stop delegating these powers to people we don't elect. That would be my point. And, gentlemen, thank you for letting me make my comment this morning. Bye. Yep. All right. Well, uh, first off, uh, being a garrison commander is a lot different than being a... Uh City administrator, and I think Mr. McRae probably understands that on a level that uh, uh, maybe even some others don't. So uh, that's going to be my comment on that. If you want to go view that video, folks, go right ahead. But uh, I can tell you that uh, there's a stark contrast to being a commander in the military and an administrator for a city. And uh, Mr. McRae understands that quite clearly. Uh, so there's my comment. <laughs> All right, so back to the fair. Uh, Busy weekend. Busy, yeah. I would, And it's been hot out there. Mm -hmm. Supposed to cool off a little bit today, and I guess it might even sprinkle a little bit tomorrow in Johnson County, I guess. Which is going to be kind of interesting because the parade is tomorrow. Ah, what time does that start? 10. So, and uh, let's see, me and Mark Bentley, I should say, Mark Bentley and I. <laughs> and uh, Got to be and, proper, uh, Eric. Exactly. Gotta be. <laughs> and Mark Wilson are going to announce the parade down there tomorrow. So Fantastic. Right on. We got a bunch of gear we got to get out there in the morning and kind of weatherize it and maybe get a little canopy up in case it drain, dr drains. <laughs> rains. rains. I was thinking drizzle and yeah, rain that yeah. came out drain. So there's that, but there's... Uh, Lots of stuff. There's a, the uh, dance in the park tonight. Tomorrow's the rodeo, you know, the first big day of the rodeo. And uh, tomorrow night's the uh, youth. Uh, uh, 
the youth uh, sale. Ah, oh wow! Is it really? It's already up there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And then Sunday's the finals, and they got a big concert going on after the fact. So, lots of stuff going on this weekend. Pancake breakfast tomorrow. Whole nine yards. Fantastic. Great Fantastic. Stuff. I love going to those sales just to see the generosity. You mm-hmm. know, um, I told you about really the, great. Was it last week? Or yeah, two the, weeks chicken. Ago, the $600 chicken. <laughs> $600 chicken. All right, I've got another caller. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric open lines. Good morning. I like to go out early in the morning and take my dog for a walk. And I've been advised this week that it's now illegal to walk your dog on state land. Who advised you of that? The rancher that grazes cows on the state lease. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Uh, now, this is not a harassment thing or nothing. I was just walking my dog, and it's on the land adjacent to the Fetterman Memorial. Okay, I I certainly can't make a comment on that. I don't know exactly what. Well, I'm I'm just curious if anyone out there can actually advise me. I've called the state offices and asked to speak to a man with the land board or a land commissioner, and I've left a message. Um, Of course, no return call. I would would call again and again and again. I'm sorry, but sometimes that's what it takes. Uh, In the military, we called it sitting on a desk. I'm going to go sit on your desk until we address this situation. And you have to have enough time to play that game with people too i guess yeah i totally understand that too uh um and a lot of times that's what they're banking on is that you don't yeah yeah well and i understand that aspect also i mean the state land board has seen fit now because people litter um to outlaw recreational shooting on state land so if you want to go sight in a gun or if you're family comes up and you want to go out and do some handgun shooting or something, uh-huh. um, that's no longer legal on state land. Um, and I think instead of chaining a trash barrel or something there where people can throw their stuff when they're done because people seem to be too lazy to pick up after themselves, um, they just outlawed recreational use that way of state land. And I'm not sure that the correct answers are being found that way by the land board. Uh, you know, we all know that there are better people and worse people. And when somebody chooses to do the wrong thing, if you outlaw that behavior, that makes all the the good people not able to access it anymore either. One one bad apple ruins it for the bunch, doesn't it? Right. And, you know, you, you tend to find that even if there are some people that litter, there are other people that will follow them pretty much with a trash bag and pick up stuff just because they're proud of state land. Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of good people out there that do that. You yeah. Know? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, I'm trying to think about the path that I would choose, but I think you're already on it. I would try to get a hold of somebody on that state land board. And, uh, you know, I figured that's the place to start. Yeah. Yeah. But the reason I called in is because I knew there's open line this morning, and I thought maybe somebody else has already pursued this and found out yes or no. Um, or or maybe your phone call is going to inspire somebody to do so, <laughs> right? I, I would hope that it at least awakens a bit of awareness because, you know, if we never say anything, pretty soon 
public land, which is what state land is supposed to be, is no longer open to the public, period. That's right. That's right. So every time, and, and this is something that I, that I completely support and, and try to encourage, every time these, these boards have a meeting or, or they, they ask for public comment, that's our opportunity. That's our opportunity to add to that, uh, to try and get our opinion heard. See, and believe it or not, the state board is having a meeting this morning between 9 and 10. And I called and spoke to, to the administrative assistant and wondered if I could put a question to the board, and I'm not allowed to. There's got to be a process somehow. <laughs> there, there, but there does, and if there isn't, there should be. Um, I just I, I I can't really make too too much comment because I think you're on the right path. I th- I think uh, you're heading heading in the right direction with trying to get some answers to to this stuff. Uh, I I don't have any more suggestion uh, other than that. Okay. Well, I, yeah, greatly like appreciate I said, your phone I call. I wanted to awaken some awareness. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, moving on to an, another caller. Good morning. You're on the Jackson Electric open line. Hello. Hello. I'm, um, I want to first say that I wholeheartedly agree with you about the veterans needing help. Uh, my husband passed away in March, and he was sick a good part of his life, and I'm sure it was because of being in the Navy and, and the Air Force and, uh, and the, the uh I have to say that RVA was very, is very good. That I, I what would they agree. could do. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry for but your loss. But they they don't have all that much. The other thing that I wanted to bring up is um, the coroner's office is going to be added to the cop shop, and in about ten, maybe fifteen years, that cop shop is going to start. Uh, they're going to start saying oh, but it's so old and decrepit and we need a new one, and then all the money that we've spent for the coroner's office is going kind of out the window. Whereas most places that I know of, the coroner's office is part of the hospital, which would make much more sense since a lot of the people pass at at the hospital or the ambulance have really good access to get to the hospital um, for when when there's accidents and and such, uh, and also by having it at the hospital, it's less likely for that coroner to be using this facility for personal, which many which I am sure a lot of uh, coroners have done in the past. So that's just my thoughts, that I think the money would be much better spent by putting this, uh, the coroner's office and and morgue at the hospital, because that makes more sense to me. So I would thank you, uh, time for uh, my opinion. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for the call, and I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, we're going to take a quick commercial break. This is the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930K early at 103.9 FM. Share it.
the simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, experience, and reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or equipment. Jackson Electric expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agricultural. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Sheridan County Fair presented in part by Harlan Kubota. Black Tooth Large Animal Service, McDonald's, and Truebill Builders. Welcome to day eight. Friday, August 5th, big day today. The Breeding Market Goat Show starting at 9 a.m. in the Grass Show Ring with the Market Goat Show immediately follow at 2 o'clock. Market uh, Sheep Show in the Grass Show Ring and the Breeding Sheep Show immediately to follow. Starting at 4 o'clock, fun family affair behind the picket fence market and going until 9 o'clock, Valley Motor Honda Dunk Tank from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And at 7 o'clock, kick off your boots up for a community dance. This Sheridan County Fair hourly updates presented in part by Harlan Kubota, Truebill Builders, McDonald's, and Black Tooth Large Animal Service. Keep listening for daily updates. Check out our Sheridan County Fair channel, live streaming schedules, galleries, interviews, and a lot more online at SheridanMedia.com and our county fair guide in racks around town and up at the fairgrounds exhibit hall. Grab one. Check it out. Staying on top of your tax and accounting records doesn't have to be a struggle. I'm Patrick Sucker. Parker Mellinger has been providing professional solutions and outstanding value for over 30 years. Whether you're interested in QuickBooks consulting, monthly accounting, payroll preparation, or tax preparation, Parker Mellinger is the solution for your tax and accounting needs. Call us today. Your initial consultation is always free at Harker Mellinger. 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. Chuck Gray, Wyoming's proven conservative champion for Secretary of State. Chuck Gray passed our voter ID law to protect elections against cheaters, cleaning up voter rolls, and banning unsecured drop boxes. He's making elections fairer for all of us. 100% pro-life and 100% pro-Second Amendment. Chuck Gray is on our side. In our Republican primary for Secretary of State, vote Chuck Gray, Wyoming's proven conservative champion. Paid for by the committee to elect Chuck Gray. Hi, I am Dr. Robert Byrd. I'm running for the office of Sheridan County Coroner. As a combat veteran and a doctor of dental surgery, I've seen a lot of things. As a dental forensic consultant and an associate member of the Wyoming Coroner's Association and a member of the Society of Medical Death Investigators, I want to use my years of knowledge and experience to faithfully serve as your county coroner. I appreciate your vote on August 16th. This message paid for by Robert Byrd. Good morning and welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. Brought to you by our friends out there at Jackson Electric. I'm Floyd Whiting, and this morning I am with my friend Aaron Palmer and Mr. Trevor Jackson. Good morning, Trevor. <laughs> He's waving. He's waving. <laughs> uh, some some days, you know, he, he's got something to say. Other days, he likes to be the the quiet fly on the wall. Yep, the quiet mystic one hiding in the in the box. <laughs> he must be a Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got a caller. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Jackson Electric. Open line. Good morning, boys. It's Good morning. another beautiful day in Sheridan County today. It sure yes, it is. is. And the big goose has faded completely for quite a while. I, I really anyway. wish we'd get some rain. My fingers are crossed. 
The um, gentleman who had the question about public land should uh, contact the Public Land Users Committee. Um, let's see here. It says that they meet at the courthouse at 7 p.m. on the second Monday of each month at the courthouse. Fantastic. Fantastic. And and the president is Ted Lapis. The uh, vice president is Gabe Johnson. Treasurer Chris Williams and uh, Secretary's Bill Adsit. Bill's been with that outfit for quite a while. In fact, the Public Land Users Committee uh, secured that area out there at three poles um, uh, on a state lease there. Uh, people used to go out and tear that up, much to the uh, grazing committee's uh, consternation. And the... the uh, uh, sectioned off an area for dirt bike and uh, recreational vehicles. And um, everybody is maybe not quite as happy, but they're satisfied that a good solution came out of that. And the Public Land Users Committee also um, put some teeth, uh, had the State Land Board put some teeth in being able to control abuse of state land, uh, Buffalo Run, uh, area was a particular sore spot where people went out and chopped down fence posts and burned them in um, fires and, and even ran a car into a reservoir and uh, contaminated contaminated the water there so the livestock mm-hmm. couldn't even drink the water in the reservoir that was there. And, and the state land board just shut it off to everybody. And then finally, at uh, um, the behest of the Public Land Users Committee, uh, talk them into um, making it a fine of, I think, $750 to uh, commit those abuses of state land because before that, the sheriff or none of the law enforcement could do anything unless they destroyed some private property like a stock tank or something like that. So there are consequences to abusing state land, and they came up with a compromise there where they have parking areas and uh, people can walk in and uh, don't know about the dog thing. You'd have to contact the Public Land Users Committee and uh, attend one of their meetings if you have uh, concerns about that. Now, is there there a website that we can go to to get this information? Is this on the Sheridan County website or anything? Yes, indeed it is. Fantastic. Public Land Users. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like these folks get some results. Well, another thing they did was put up signage that uh, indicated land that was not fenced. You had to know where the boundaries were. You just uh, had an open prairie, and somewhere out there was public land that had been enclosed, or um, you couldn't access it because of uh, private land or something. Mm -hmm. But um, the signage tells you where that ends and begins and uh, in some cases you can cite between signs that were planted out there and plotted uh, so that you could tell where this invisible line is to to keep yourself from getting in trouble yeah. with um, some of that stuff and of course there's the big case down there by Casper with the corner crossing thing right? Uh, right. the checkerboard thing um, and that's another big sore spot there that uh, closed off a lot of ground out here east of Sheridan 
quite some time back with the check award process of the, the large landowners being able to control um, the area to people who wanted to go out there and, and um, homestead or whatever. They just flat couldn't access it because you know, although there's public land out there, they had to cross private land to get to it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we run into that problem quite a bit, and uh, there's been organizations that work really hard with certain private landowners to try to gain access for hunters and, and recreationalists. doesn't always work out, though. Well, it's it's nice to be able to find outfits that come up with a equitable compromise to that stuff. And of course, the biggest, uh, probably the biggest problem you have with something like that is a few people who go out there and abuse yeah. the privilege. Yeah, those bad apples we were talking land. about. Yep, mm-hmm. and they'll ruin it for yep. the whole batch. You know. And that's a, sure. a, again, uh, you know, as our former caller said, though, there are the good apples. And the ones that go out with a trash bag and follow behind those folks. And we greatly appreciate everyone who, who volunteers their time to do that, to clean their public lands and uh, make mm-hmm. sure you know, they remain as such. Uh, I greatly appreciate that. Thank you for the call. Uh, greatly appreciate you giving that information out. Thank you. Hopefully our earlier caller got that. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. It gives him a good direction to start in. All right. We got another caller. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Line. Oh, good morning. It's always uh, great to call in. Good morning. I I, uh, just quickly called Public Lands, uh, got somebody on the phone immediately, and she walked me through how you can go in and find out for yourself. They actually have a website that has a GIS map that you can look at to see where the, the public access parcels are. And I would be happy to send an email. It's called lands.yo.gov. And uh, she walked me through how to get there. You basically click on the map and click on it again. You agree, uh, because it's GIS, you agree um, to to use it properly. You add uh, on the top where there's three pieces of paper, this little icon, you want to select um, all layers and then select public access. And then you can zoom all the way down to parcels. And it has colored. And if it is colored blue, there is, per- there is public access. And if it is colored purple, it might be public access. If it's colored red, you can't get there without crossing private land. So that's restricted. So it gives people a way to look um, look themselves. So I'll be happy. I'll see if I can get on your note and just give that that website. Fantastic. We'll give the answer he's looking for. Thank you so much for doing that research. Uh, this is great to see, you know, the community coming together. Somebody had a question. Everyone's jumping right to it out there. I love it. I love it. All right. I, I got another call. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Line. Good morning. Um I just have a comment on the legislation uh, with our Senate and in our uh, our um, House um, in in Washington. There's really a simple solution to all the issues we have and getting nowhere everywhere. Every piece of legislation needs to be standalone. Get rid of all the add-ons, then you get rid of the pork, and you get rid of the controversy. And then those guys are doing what we're paying them to do instead of going there, playing the games that they play. 
and annoying the heck out of everybody else that's out here watching them get their mug on the on the media because they just can't wait to all line up and get to be part of that. Yeah, they want to have them to go there. Yeah, we want them to go work for us like they're supposed to do and come home. Yep, be where they should be. Hey, love this show, you guys. The information you allow to be put out and it's it allows us all to start thinking a little bit, which we need to have happen. And this is a great country. A lot of great people that could be in Washington, D.C. We just need to elect some new ones in there. I agree with you fully, sir, and thank you very much for your call. I got another caller. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Lines. Yeah, I'd just like to make a comment or two on Agent Orange. Uh, most people don't know what it is. And uh, for your information, it's the same thing you spray your dandelions with in your yard. Agent Orange is 2,4-D in water with a defoliant added to it. And prior to all the myths and rumors, it does not cause diseases. I worked around it for years and years. Hmm. Okay, well, I greatly appreciate your call. Uh, all right, so I've got about uh, two minutes left. Aaron, tonight we've got a street dance going on. No, no, Dance in the Park. Dance in the Park. Okay, yeah, Prasinski Park, right? Yep. Is that what that, okay. Yep. Dance in Prasinski Park. We got the parade Food, going on tomorrow. Blah, 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 yeah. So Very Johnson beautiful. County's hopping and happening. Uh, so Sheridan County, we got yep. our, our fair going, going on, on here. going on clear through Monday. Yeah. So. so you got busy weekend coming up, folks. <clears throat> and if you're looking for something to do, there's plenty out there if to do. If you can't find something to do this weekend in Sheridan and Johnson County, you ain't looking. You're sitting on your porch, right? right? You're yeah. sitting on your porch twiddling your, your thumbs. Uh, what are you going to be? Well, you've got... got the parade tomorrow. I'm actually going to the dance in the park tonight. Um, Terry Waband is playing, and I used to play with him, you know, 100 years ago. So he's got a, well, not a new group, but new to from what we were doing. Yeah. So he's got a, a little girl guitar, well, she's an adult now, but a girl guitar player plays fiddle. She's actually pretty good. Maxi Worker. And for those who may not know, Mr. Palmer here is a, a very accomplished drum player. Uh, or do well, you say drummer? Drumist. Drumist. Drum. <laughs> All right. You've been listening to the Jackson Electric Open Line on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high-efficiency LED lighting or fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring, or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. 
Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. Sheridan Orthopedic Associates continues its over 50-year tradition of surgical excellence in Northeast Wyoming and Southern Montana with the addition of Dr. Jory Wasserberger, a Wyoming native and fellowship trained at the Mayo Clinic in Orthopedic Sports Medicine. Dr. Wasserberger joined a team of highly rated surgeons providing spine, sports, hand, hip, knee, and shoulder surgery, joint replacement, and more, including emergency care 24 7 365 days a year. Visit us at SheridanOrtho.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Dr. Tom Bennett, board-certified forensic pathologist from Sheridan. I'm a candidate for coroner of Sheridan County. I have been training Wyoming's coroners and helping them certify deaths, sign the death certificates for decades, working closely with our EMS, law enforcement, legal, and religious communities. I hope to now serve Sheridan County as coroner and their forensic pathologist as we grow into our new regional facility. Paid for by Dr. Tom Bennett. Boys and Girls Club of Lodgegrass and the Boys and Girls Club of Yellowstone County are selling raffle tickets for a Bighorn Mountain Buffalo Hunt. The winner receives a full-day guided buffalo hunt in the Bighorn Mountains on the Crow Reservation, Montana, including transportation to and from hunting grounds, meals during the day, and professionals to help process on the hunting grounds. Tickets are $100 each and may be purchased this Friday from 10 to 4 at Shipton's Big R in Sheridan. Paid for by friends of Mark Gordon. When the federal government pushes its bounds, they're a threat to our state's rights. Mark Gordon pushes back. Mark Gordon proudly signed legislation ensuring Wyoming will control our guns and gun laws. He's fought the feds on vaccine mandates, border security, grizzly management, and their attacks on our fossil fuel industry. Mark Gordon doesn't typically start fights, but he's never going to duck one. That's why we count on him. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930. KROE, Sheridan. KROE.